Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Bovada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett, the head odds maker at BovadaSportsbook.com, the great Patrick Morrow. The uh, the morning, uh, Patrick Morrow, it has not been a wonderful weekend for Mr. Morrow here. At the time of the release of this podcast, there is a pivotal game for, uh, for his beloved Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, as they are down three games to zero. They got the big monkey off their back. They're feeding the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were the favorite at Bavada to uh, to win the Stanley Cup. The whole country was gaga. And boy, it's like the air coming out of the balloon. They're not going to win four straight. I know that. I was I was hoping that that was going to end with a silver lining, some kind of what if any team could win four straight? Oh, stop. No, you're you're probably right. Seth, I, I am actually uh, so distraught. You know, hopes were high. You know, Toronto had played okay in its previous two games against the Panthers, but they just came out absolutely flat on Panthers. Sunday night. Panthers. The Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. Uh, I kind of half-jokingly said when they, uh, you know, they took Boston in overtime in Game 7, you know, I- I'm ready for the Panthers. And at this point, we were still down. You know, we still hadn't gotten through Tampa at that point. But... I uh, yeah, I'm just this is this is the hardest thing about being an otherwise rational sports fan that I like to think that I am and that I've been hurt so many times by the Leafs. I wasn't expecting them to get by Tampa. And if we got by Tampa, I assumed we had Boston waiting for us. So I had already in my mind checked into very good regular season and we're gonna bow out shortly in the playoffs. And we extended a little bit longer, but yeah, it doesn't seem like we'll be playing meaningful hockey for that much longer. So with that in mind, I have fled the country. I have left Canada. I want no part of these NHL playoffs any longer. And <laughs> whatever leaving. happens, whatever happens, yeah, whatever happens, I can avoid the media. I'm going to London. I'm in London. And then I'm going to Dublin after that. And whatever happens, wherever the chips may fall, I will be far from the Toronto media the Canadian media and all the, you know, the not so well wishers in Montreal that'll be having a good laugh at us. Absolutely squandering this opportunity. Cause as you said, Seth, we were going to this series, the Stanley cup favorites. And right. And going into the second round, far away the Leafs from that. were the, the favorite explain to the listener, uh, especially the U S listener, the, what those people who stand outside the arenas in all the Canadian cities, they're doing it in Edmonton too. Um, this happens every year in the playoffs. Who are these folks and how do they get to be there? I, and by the way, when Florida scores the overtime goal, doing the pan over of the outdoor folks, just distraught is really, really torturous. Yeah. There's a real sense of the price is right. Uh, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> so in Toronto, I noticed they first started doing that uh, during uh, the Raptors playoff run when that year they had Kawhi Leonard and they ended up uh, shipping the whole thing. And I assume it's the case for Leafs games as well. Uh, but Toronto tickets overall in sports are some of the most expensive ones. Uh, you are looking at a rent payment or, you know, a mortgage payment if you want to attend a Leafs playoff game and not uh, be hanging from the Raptors to do so. It's... So from that point of view, it's a, it's a way for people to, I guess, be in proximity to the event. It's right outside the Scotiabank Arena. 
we have seen some more Canadian cities uh, start to take it on as well as just a way to kind of have like a street party attached to the game. It looks like fun. I, I've kind of, I've been back. I was in Toronto when the Raptors uh, did win their series uh, and we had the option of going to that, but then you're just like, you're penned in all game and it's, I don't like that. I get claustrophobic pretty easily. Uh, it looks like a good time for everyone else in there, but me and my friends, we just rented a suite downtown last time for that. And there was just 10 of us and, that was a better way to enjoy the Raptors beating Golden State. But uh, yeah, it seems to be popular throughout Canada. Not my cup of tea, but uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just grumpy at all the celebrating in cities that don't include mine right now. Yeah, it was uh, ugly. It was a ugly loss. And I, you know, we talk so much about prognostication in a gambling podcast, but Florida Panthers. Now, Linda Cohn, who from ESPN, who I have, tons of respect for i uh i i consider her a friend and uh she she's been on my sports with friends podcast she's wonderful she said that to not discount the value of the last month of the season for florida playing for their playoff lives you and i were not paying particular attention to florida now i was because that was the potential matchup for my team, the Devils. You know, you were never, your Leafs were never trying to catch Boston. My Devils were trying to catch Carolina to get to play the wild card. And the wild card could have been any combination of Pittsburgh, Florida, or the New York Islanders. So I was, I was aware of Florida. And what Linda Cohn made the point is people don't realize they have been playing the playoffs for four weeks now. And so they are more equipped to be in that zone than any other team. And that that applies to the Boston series. And that even though Boston was going for that record, Boston can't, you can't fake that. You can't fake the, the urgency. And subconsciously, Florida needed it more. And so Florida goes into that first round series on this high having just made the playoffs and we weren't talking about it because no one in sports is talking about the Florida stinking Panthers. The only people who are talking about the Panthers are the Panthers. And yeah, you know I, what? I, if they beat the Maple Leafs, which let's just be honest, I don't think Toronto's going to win four in a row <laughs> and they go to the conference yeah. final, they're going to be the underdog again, Carolina or New Jersey. Seth, I honestly don't know about that last part. I, I think, you know, because there's something to what you said and what uh, Linda Cohn said as well. I, it's not even so much that the Florida Panthers had to be playing playoff hockey before the playoffs started just to get in there, but they were executing playing playoff hockey. It wasn't just a mindset. They were playing, they were playing really, really good hockey leading into the NHL playoffs. And I mean, don't get me wrong. We had them as significant underdogs against uh, Boston. We had them as slightly smaller underdogs against uh, the Leafs. But if they if they're able to knock off the Leafs in four or five games, gentlemen sweep, maybe it's possible right now. I would say maybe they're slight or not to Carolina. Maybe they're a pick them against New Jersey. Maybe they're a pick them against New Jersey based on how again, you're talking about the top three team, the top four teams in the playoffs in the standings mm -hmm. going into the season yeah. were Boston, Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto. 
If they're an underdog to Boston and they're an underdog to Toronto, they're an underdog to Carolina or New Jersey. That all, all that changes based on what they actually do on the ice. I mean, if uh, they hadn't played Boston or played Toronto and I put them in a series against Carolina or New Jersey today, I make them underdogs against both. Absolutely. But we constantly update our priors and our assumptions on these things based on what we see after we post those odds. So uh, the, the, a good example would be, uh, I think Boston closed as a minus 300, minus 350 favorite against Florida. If they were to play them again, another seven game series, Boston would still be the favorite, but maybe they're only minus 200. Maybe they're minus 250 based on what we think. We think we know about this Florida Panther team now. Uh, you know, Otherwise, all we can do is apply the last 10 games and say it's all been luck. And we don't think it's been luck. We think Florida is outperforming what we thought they were a little bit. So uh, again, it remains to be seen. I'll be curious to see what those uh, series prices open up in the third round, whether it's Carolina or New Jersey, hoping it's New Jersey for you guys against Florida, yeah, but I would not player. be just like I was I would for not your be team surprised. you're rooting for mine. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised though, if it's Florida, New Jersey, if that series price uh, opens up somewhere around a pick, um, but I might be wrong and I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's New Jersey as a, a massive favorite, but uh Still got to go out there and do it if that ends up being the case. Well, you know, by the time this podcast uh, releases, game four will have been played. So the, the Carolina-Jersey series is very simple. It's either a 2-2 series or Carolina's up 3-1. I don't see New Jersey winning if they're down 3-1. So it's a game, you know, it's a pivotal game four. So, you know, we, we're not going to really break that down simply because um, there's not there's not much we can say. The, you know, that's the timing of the release of the show and what can we do? Um, I will say one thing, uh, and this is it's it's a backwards way to tell a joke, but it's such a good joke. And I want to give credit to a columnist uh, for new NJ.com, uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve Politi, uh, used to be uh, the New York Newark Star Ledger. That used to be the newspaper. Now it's NJ.com. Um, you know, the Lady Bing trophy. Oops. You know the you know the lady lady Bing trophy, right? So <laughs> the lady Bing trophy is for sportsmanship. Right? That's that that's for sportsmanship. So on uh, Sunday for game three, uh Devil's superstar, Wonderkin, uh Jack Hughes messes messes it up, gets uh, into a little tussle with uh Carolina Hurricane Sebastian Ajo. And the the two of them get roughing minors. It was like a it was a, they didn't drop the gloves, but it was a real fight. Punches were thrown. I don't know about you. I, I've been watching hockey for forty years. I've never seen superstars fight. I've never seen that. I've never seen a superstar on my team just drop the gloves. Now I come from the land where you know Wayne Gretzky had Marty McSorley. And anybody touched Wayne Gretzky, Marty McSorley would come in and beat the pants off the guy who ever touched Gretzky, right? That's that's the hockey that I grew up with. They don't do that anymore uh, now. But, wow, I couldn't believe it. So Brendan Smith, uh, one of the defensemen for the Devils, said, uh, I guess you could, you could kiss that Lady Bing trophy away, right? That's funny. Ha-ha. Steve Politti did one better. It's New Jersey. Jack disrespected the Bing. That's a Sopranos line. <laughs> there you go. Now he's there not talking go. about the Lady Bing. He's talking about the Bada Bing. 
<laughs> the strip club in, in in New Jersey, Jack disrespected the Bing. That's a great line. That's a very that's a great reporter, and that's a great line. I'm glad you guys are getting your Sopranos uh, mojo back in New Jersey after AJ <laughs> was spotted with the the Rangers cap. Now, I Never need, go against the family, Anthony. I need I need more Sopranos in that building. I mm. need I need more Sopranos. Like that's what they should come out to. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. You know what? If that was their warm up music, like uh, woke up this morning, <laughs> got my how how rowdy would the crowd get how if they announced to that? Be? Just, you know what, you're a pro sports franchise, shovel whatever kind of money you need to at HBO or whomever to like, listen, we just want, come on, come on. Make the New Jersey Devils a sponsor of the next Sopranos reboot. It could be, you know, Tony's grandson. We're, we're doing something with him. Who cares? Oh, my we'll God. Go be funny. My, you guys come out to that your next game and you'll never lose another game in the playoffs. Come on. That's a great, I know it needed a lot of context. You had to set the line up, but that's a great line. That's a great, great line. It's a fine line. It's a very fine line, Seth. All right. Before we get to the odds for this week, let's uh, quickly give the NBA its props. Uh, A couple of great games uh, in, in when they have great games, we said that they'll have great games. They didn't have great games on uh, Saturday, but the uh, Philadelphia 76ers are tied with the Boston Celtics. And, uh, you know, the Celtics are in an interesting spot. You know, here, the city of Boston is a roller coaster of emotions for the sports fan. And Boston's one of those cities where if you like one of their teams, you got to like all of their teams. And the city of Boston, you know, they, they lose with the President's Trophy with the Bruins. And now all of a sudden the Celtics have to win the NBA championship or it's a failure. And now, all of a sudden, no, not a Giannis failure, just a failure. And the the Celtics come out, and they lose game one because James Harden went off for 45 points. Then they win the next two, and you'd think the Celtics are in control of that series. But no, all of a sudden now, the Sixers are right back in it. Sixers and Celtics. And all we've asked for for the NBA playoffs is great games, and great drama, and you finally got it. I, I can appreciate, to some extent, uh, the frustration coming out of Celtics fans right now because when Milwaukee went down against Miami, that was it. The entire East opened up for them. Uh, analytically speaking, we were never overly high on a team like the 76ers. We, we still don't really know what to make of the Heat, and in a weird way, the Miami Heat, maybe there's something in the water down there in Florida, but the Miami Heat are surprising us in a way the Florida Panthers are right now. Their odds were that high at the beginning of the playoffs. We weren't expecting too much of them, but there they are still very much in the mix in the East up on the Knicks right now. And, you know, the Celtics need to get through the 76ers before they can even think about a team like Miami, but Miami needs to be curious who can stop Jimmy Butler at this point. And uh, like you said, credit to the NBA for producing some unexpected storylines. Cause otherwise I thought we were just racing ahead to a Celtics bucks in the East. I thought, you know, Maybe it'd be Warriors or Lakers against Nuggets. Could still be that in the West, a really wide open West right now. But I, I would say, yeah, you know, because of the nature of the game in 2023, lots of three-point shooting, a lot of up-pace uh, uh, tempo, you're still getting those blowouts. But you're still getting a few pretty decent games out there that have had me watching late into the fourth quarter and sometimes into overtime on, on Sunday. But uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see how it's played out so far. Um, again, I, I wish the NBA well as I travel overseas and throw North American sports behind me for a week. But uh, we'll see. Maybe those weekend games I'll try and stay up for. The one thing that the NBA has uh, achieved that the NHL has not achieved uh, in the second round are some huge made-for-TV uh, matchups. I mean, you have Steph Curry against LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, you have Nick's Heat for the nostalgia and, you know, just the idea that, you know, those two big markets, uh, Boston, Philly, we just talked about, and Denver, I mean, with the MVP against Kevin Durant, you know, Jokic against Durant, that's a great matchup too. I mean, you have four outstanding made-for-TV matchups. Now, you know, there have been days where all the games are 30-point blowouts, and that still happens in the NBA, but – you have four series that are, you know, in the midst of competition and you're getting to the point now where the cream rises to the top. Now you still have an eight seed. You still have a five seed, a six seed and a seven seed in the Eastern, you know, in the Eastern and Western conference, but you have from a sexy television friendly matchup, you have some really good made for TV content. You know, one thing I was thinking about, and we were talking earlier about, uh, the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. And I had to stop and think for a sec because one person that's not getting enough love for what they're doing is Coach Eric Spolstra. That is a guy who has been totally flying under the radar with what that Heat team was able to do to finish the season and what they've been doing in the playoffs so far. And, you know, Jimmy Butler deserves all the accolades that he's getting because playoff Jimmy is absolutely insane. But uh, what didn't get talked about as much was how outcoached uh, the Bucks were against the Heat, especially in those uh, final moments of the fourth quarter and overtime going back to the last series. You know, the, the Heat are currently right there at plus 550, right in the mix. No one thought that would have been the case. Uh, you know, the Celtics are your odds-on favorite in the East right now at minus 170, and the 76ers kind of round that out at plus 350. But it's cool to see the East be as tight as it is looking at the current futures odds right now at Bavada. Back to hockey, and the Florida Panthers have been so remarkable, upsetting the Boston Bruins and are near an upset of the Toronto Maple Leafs at the release of this podcast. My question to you, Patrick, is how does that change the odds? Think about Florida. They should be the underdog in any series they face. Yeah, Seth, it, it's, been, uh, it's, it's been wild managing the Florida Panthers' odds since the playoffs started to where we find ourselves here today. Um, also sad <laughs> Maple Leafs odds, because as we noted last week, the Maple Leafs were the favorites, uh, to win the Stanley cup, uh, going to the beginning of the series against Florida Panthers and boy, how three quick losses, uh, has upended that, uh, looking at the East, it's uh pretty wide open right now. The Maple Leafs are sitting on the outside, looking in at 13 to one going into Wednesday night's clash against the Panthers, hopefully to, uh, keep their playoff lives, uh, going for a little bit longer. But given their command on the series, the Florida Panthers are currently the plus 125 favorites to win the Eastern Conference right now. Now, I should say that regardless what happens in the Devils and Hurricanes series, because one of them has to knock out each other, and we don't know who that's going to be yet, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Florida Panthers will be the favorites to win the East once the third round starts. So important caveat there that the Panthers are plus 125 merely because they are up three, nothing. They are almost assuredly through to the final round. Uh, Hurricanes and Devils ran at the board at two to one and four to one. Those are your Eastern conference odds at Pavada. 
And you mentioned that you're traveling to uh, the UK. That brings up the Premier League and uh, my team, Arsenal, finds themselves on the outside looking in. Is it all but a done deal that Man City is going to win the title? Uh, Seth, it's it's not looking good for you guys. Uh, <laughs> it's over. Just say it. It's over. It's it, it's it's not over, but uh, I mean, the problem is you're, this Man City team has just not been making mistakes. And if you look at the remaining fixtures, there's not a lot of opportunities for them to make mistakes. It's, you know, they played Leeds over the weekend. Uh, they've got... Everton, who's staring at regulation, they've got them next Sunday. Uh, Chelsea, who's been a shell of themselves since changing ownership. And then Brighton and Brentford at the end. Uh, may- maybe they draw one of those games, but that's not enough. You guys are too far back. Uh, City right now currently minus 1,000 favorites to win the English Premier League. So about 90% chance that they do it. So you got a shot. You got a shot. Arsenal right there at about 7-1 to one on the comeback. Uh, those are your Premier League updated odds at Bavada. It's a two-horse race, but uh, one horse very much in the lead. You know, we haven't talked too much about Premier League. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, you know, for, for the season, uh, if you had told me at the beginning of the season you would return to the Champions League qualification uh, and you'd finish in second place, uh, if you told me that at the beginning of the year, uh, there isn't an Arsenal fan on the face of the planet that wouldn't have signed for that. If you then said, oh, by the way, you're going to be in first place for 25 weeks and then you're going to lose it, that's a different story. Uh, I don't even think Arsenal has played particularly bad. Man City, I think, at the time of this recording, has won 19 straight. And what are you going to do? I mean, the team that you're, you you can't, unless you're going to win 19 straight, you're going to lose that lead. And there was nothing you could do. I This is a remarkable run by Man City. And the fact of the matter is, is that this team, it's a bigger, it's a bigger conversation about the Premier League. There are super clubs in the Premier League. And, you know, the reason the Premier League is fantastic is the relegation. And they, you know, the, the, there's so many good things uh, about it. But, uh, you know, to say to an Arsenal fan, well, you know, you, you had a draw. You, you lost a game and you drawed in two. It's not a shame on you situation. It's not. That's not a colossal failure. Uh, you, you you had a brilliant season and you you played great. One team played better. And this is this is what you get playing in a in a league with a team as good as Manchester City. Um, you know they've famously uh, struggled historically versus in the Champions League. This is where Pep Guardiola is, you know, very negatively uh, judged, unfairly judged. It's a very difficult uh, tournament to win. But if you give Man City 38 games, that gives them a lot of opportunity to correct any mistakes they might make. And uh, the cream does rise to the top, as you said. Um, You know, looking at Arsenal, they've had a, a truly fantastic year and nothing to feel you know, disappointed about at all. I, I mean, even at their best, they were still maybe like a 55% chance of uh, winning the Premier League. And unfortunately, they just dropped points against teams they couldn't afford to drop points to. You know, 2-2 draw against West Ham. They drew Liverpool April 9th. Uh, a really exciting comeback draw. They needed the comeback draw against Southampton on April 21st. This Arsenal team has been very, very fun, and there's a lot to like. Uh I, I can appreciate that frustration. At least you're not in Europa League uh, this upcoming year. I mean, I'm looking at Liverpool, 
And Europa is what we're staring at right now. We got a shot with three games left. We are roughly two to one to make the top four right now at Bavada heading into the last uh, three or four games. So we got a shot. Manchester United had a, a big loss against West Ham on the weekend. Arsenal beat Newcastle on Sunday. Uh, so nothing is completely done, whether it's top four or the Premier League title. So credit to the league with all the various things in play, relegation, it keeps people watching. I mean, I, I love that they don't have a draft. I love that if you're Everton, you're not thinking, oh, we're getting Connor Bedard number one if we sink low enough. It's no, you're getting booted out of the whole dang league. And uh, I'll always appreciate soccer for giving us that kind of difference compared to the North American games. All right, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. Safe travels, my friend. I guess well, next time we talk to you, you'll be across the, prom- the pond. Yeah, and if things go completely sideways against Florida, you might be fishing me out of the Thames, but otherwise we'll see you next week. We'll also talk to Ivory Lotta from the WNBA uh, next week on the podcast as we start to talk about the WNBA season, which is upon us. So we're looking forward to that as well. So, uh, all good things coming and going right here on the podcast. Take care, folks. Mm-hmm.